What up, y'all? Welcome to the Gunslinger Gaming Frosty Pines Podcast. I'm Gobi. With me tonight is Zero, Omega, and of course the Doc. So sit back, enjoy the ride, and before you get out of your seats, Superman built a PC. And, and yes. You probably shouldn't build a PC. <laughs> you probably should not copy this build video. Um, please don't. Please don't. I love Henry Cavill for doing what he did. Just do not copy his video for reasons that we will now get into. Before we rag on him too awfully much, first of all, it is a fantastic thing when people build their own PCs. I highly encourage everybody to do it. It is nowhere near as difficult now to do it as it was years ago. It's become much more of a user-friendly process. The real difficulty in it now comes in researching everything that you want before you start installing it. So there is plenty of reading to do beforehand, and the reading is what lets people like us, who are nerdless sex virgins, allow us to determine whether or not you really know what you're doing building this thing that is not terribly difficult to build. So... Henry Cavill used, uh, <laughs> we were talking about this a second ago, and I said, God damn it, we need to start. He, um, he's got a ROG uh, MOBO, which is fucking fantastic. Republic of Gamers and Asus make, uh, uh, the Republic of Gamers Asus line is fucking amazing, so good for him. He's got an AMD processor, again, good for him, and then he's got an NVIDIA 2080 Ti. There's nothing really wrong with that. But I have OCD, so I pointed out that I really would have liked to see him use an AMD card. Yeah, I think the the Raiden 7 would have been a perfect card for this build. Um, I don't think he went wrong with the 2080 Ti by any means. Um, again, we're only nitpicking because he should have went with an AMD because the rest of his stuff was built for AMD. Um, and there is nothing, one of us knows very specifically there's nothing wrong with using an AMD uh, processor or card and an Intel, you know, opposite, because I think Omega's still got an i, do you have an i7 or an i9? Uh, an yeah. I I've got an Intel CPU and an AMD, AMD GPU, and I have never had an issue with them. They cooperate very well together. They play just fine. Yeah, and I mean, it's again, this is all preference. Pretty much at this point, it's basically down to preference. Um, they're, yeah, uh, but there are a few things that we do want to note, um, in the video that immediately jumped to our attention. Um, if you scroll down one of the articles, it shows him building the PC standing up. Please don't do this. Please just don't. Uh, the the case is standing up. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, it's much easier, and it's. You can only build computers if you are sitting cross-legged on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and we're no standing up carpet, while making right? computers. With, damn it. with with your penis playfully tucked in between your legs. I mean, I that's not, up, yeah. But recommended. Definitely recommended. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, well, yeah. So the point the point of that is it is much easier uh, installing almost everything on your PC if the case is lying on its side. Uh, putting it up, I mean, maybe it was just for that one thing that he was trying to do. Except for it really makes no sense to me because in this picture he's obviously installing a, a, a radiator block for an all-in-one cooler. Card. Oh, he's installing the graphics card. Okay. Yeah. So no, that doesn't make any sense either. The case should be on its side. <laughs> I mean, shit, you, you put half the components together on just the motherboard before you even put it in the case, which is laying on its side. Yeah. In motherboard, I'm trying to think of something that's easier to do with the case standing up. And maybe power supply? Put the side glass on. Put the side glass on. Put Putting the side, side glass on. on. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah. Cable management. Uh, uh, yes, half cable half management. of cable management. Yeah, because you got to move your case around all all which ways when you're doing cable management. When you're when you're tucking everything behind the back panel on the other side of the motherboard, that you have to do that with the uh, with the PC standing up. But that's pretty much say, the only part of the 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 PC building process that requires it to be standing up. Maybe fan installation, depending uh, on the fans. Well, I, I just should mention there has been one PC that I was forced to build standing up. Um, Nighthawk, this is a shout out to you. 
uh, his Lian Yu case actually the sides, both sides, like flip up and like come off, and it's basically just a cage. I know um, that case. So it's actually not horrible dealing with standing up, but um, yeah, for anything I could, I tried to do it laying down, but there were parts of the build that I had to do it standing up. Um, Obviously, when you're when you're putting your motherboard in, and when you're fixing a cooler to the back of the CPU, your tower has to be standing up because you need access to the front and the back of the motherboard. So there is that. But apart from that, it also only applies to Intel CPUs because you yeah. do not have to put the mount on the back for um, AMD GPUs. Um, my biggest catch in watching all of these videos is. Um, one of the biggest things when building a PC and one of the things that I always tell people is no matter what happens when you're putting anything inside the case, you need to make sure some part of your bare skin is touching the case unless you have one of those fancy gadgets that slaps around your wrist and like you hook to the case. One of those um, fancy gadgets that's the equivalent of a $2 bracelet that just has a clip yeah. on the end of it that attaches to something grounded. Yeah. Gobi's trying to say you need to be grounded. At all times when you're yeah. touching PC components, you need to be grounded because static electricity will ruin your shit. Um, and earlier, you heard me making jokes about wearing socks and being on carpet. Never, ever, ever do that unless you really want an expensive paperweight. Just... Go out. That's why if you have a garage, or if you have a basement, or if you have a room that's got hardwood floors, build your PC in one of those places. Because yes. difficult to get static electricity when you're wearing shoes on cement. Yes, and static electricity kills more, probably more PCs than anything I know of, except for maybe dropping them. Woof. Yeah. So anyway, it's great that he built his own PC, and it's wonderful that he's introducing this to the the what? Masses. What, com what community is he introducing this to? Um. Well, it's everybody's. Cause yeah, it's. He sure as shit isn't introducing it to us. Uh no. Um, it's interesting because um, he is actually a huge gamer. Um, and the article actually does tip off something that. Some people didn't catch. Um, ahead of his return to shoot the second season of The Witcher next month. So apparently they are going back to filming next month for season two, which means we got a 20... What, spring of 2021 release, guys? Sound about right? Uh, if we're lucky. Yeah, ish. I mean, it just depends on if... If they follow all the proper social distancing protocols and blah, blah, blah. It's the Witcher Man. How are they going to follow those? Like, I mean, God. Uh, there, so I finally started there, up Witcher 3. There and, was a, actually, uh, and I hate to interrupt you on that, but yeah. there was a movie that was just produced while 100% following all social distancing and CDC guidelines. So it can be done. It's just a matter of doing it. How much extra time did it take to shoot that movie? About six months. <laughs> uh, no, so I, I've never actually played one of the Witcher games. I uh, decided to install Witcher 3 because I was watching Cursed on Netflix, um, which, if you haven't seen it, it's a brand new take on the King Arthur story. Um, it's interesting, we'll leave it to that. But, uh, yeah, softcore porn for Witcher 3, the beginning of it. Um, rather nice. So glad I decided to watch that before I decided to play the game with Loki. Um, needless to say, I think that game might be pushed down his, uh, few in rage a few years. But speaking of Loki, uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint finally adds AI teammates this last week and a new live event. So, unless you're Nighthawk um, and throwing random gadgets because your computer is broken, or Ubisoft says your computer is broken, um, you can check out the new AI teammates. I'm apparently the only one of the guys here who has tried it. They're not actually bad. 
Why is he installing a PSU and all these other components with a loose radiator? Put the fans on the radiator and attach it to, attach it to the top of the case. For fuck's sake, man. Sorry, I'm still watching. I'm watching this video. It's five minutes long. Uh, in case anybody... Tell me about the team, teammates, that the, the AI teammates in Breakpoint. Like, what, uh, I guess, class are they? Do they have any sort of specialty? Uh, no, they're actually completely... You can completely customize them. Um, really? And they're not dumb, which is actually nice. Um, one of the new orders is called Cleared Hot. Um, and it's actually my new favorite order of all time. Uh, basically, you put them in that mode and they go from cover to cover and kill anybody in their way. Interesting. Yeah. Um, now, there are some glitches that I have had. Um, I had AI teammates on and Nighthawk had them off. And when he would leave my game, I would get stuck in this cool, like, hey, AI teammates are coming and you can't do anything except for hit Alt F4 to close the game. Um, so, obviously, in Ubisoft fashion, there are, still are some minor bugs um, that need to be worked out. Um, it also comes with a Resistance Live event, and the final thing is called the Strike Designator, which allows you to basically call a missile down. It's a laser pointer that paints target and the outcast drop a missile on wherever you're painting. Um, which is kind of cool. They're more of the faction missions where you got to go somewhere and like blow up a convoy or something like that. Um, they're not horrible. They're not great, but they're quite a bit of fun. Um, there's a couple of them that are complete stealth missions. Basically, you get noticed, mission failed, you get to start all over again. Um, but yeah. Uh, they did make some other gunsmith uh, changes too. Um, some most assault rifles you can now either set them to be semi-automatic and then fully automatic, or you can switch them to be burst fighter and fully automatic. Um, so it gives them a little more variability and stuff in usability. Um, other than that, not much has changed. Um, the live event, as cool as it is. Is it worth reinstalling the game for? Probably not. If you already have the game installed, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, the more resistance points you get, the more um, outcasts are all over the map. So it's kind of like it gives you a feel of you actually accomplish something after you beat the game. Like it's not just running around in Sentinel. Like it feels like an island at war. Like there are people like trying to fight and it's not just you fighting these guys like you'll come across like random battles in the field and stuff like that so it's <clears throat> it has changed the game a little bit but again until they add some serious content it's a lot of fluff all right i finished watching the video he made some mistakes but he went back and he fixed them so overall great job henry cavill poor people should build their computers yep and while we're at it, we'll talk about some more uh, hardware. Uh, NVMe support is likely coming to Raspberry Pi. Thoughts on that? A lot of people using Raspberry Pis. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I think this will change what we can do with them. I mean, if you think about it, you can now have a computer or a TV with that's whatever with a two terabyte NVMe on it. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, and I know they use these a lot for emulators and whatnot. Um, and some people <laughs> use them for, like, in-home networks and whatnot. So the next thing that Henry Cavill has to build is a NOS. Yeah. <clears throat> is that before or after The Witcher 2 is he... Season 2 is done. Oh, you can do it in between. That one's a bit more complicated because you need to have a good software system set up on it. But uh, Plex is... I think Plex is open source, right? They haven't monetized, have they? Yes. Yeah, nope. there you go. So they you can go Plex. You can uh, build yourself a nice uh, nice NAS system and uh, hook it up to your, your home network. And then you can store all your TV shows and movies on there. You can watch The Witcher over network attached storage. It'll be great. Hell yeah. 
More people should build their own NOS systems. <laughs> More people should just build their own shit, period. That's true, yeah. You can build a bitchin' home network for yourself if you just uh, put a little time in reading. It's, uh, it's well worth it, in my opinion. Oh, and I there's something else on here that Dr. Nagel just has to talk about. This is like his second favorite game of all time. So apparently, uh, no, <laughs> no Man's Sky is uh, releasing another update oh, called the Desolation Update. Yeah, which... creepy space goo in abandoned freighters. Um... I give these guys credit. Like, they are trying really hard, and they are definitely adding content to the game. And it's free. Yeah, and it's free. Um, I just wish they had a better base. Like, yeah, I've said it before, I'll say it again a million times. They are doing absolutely everything right in terms of PC game development, except for that their original project is broken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, some of these stuff sounds like it'd be really cool, but then you think about, like, oh, well, if I jump in with Omega, like, I'm not going to get any of this fucking progress. Well, see, that's that is the key flaw of this uh, of the game. Everything that you would say about it that is super cool. <laughs> oh, but I can't do that with my friends. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. Cool. <laughs> my friends. You know, oh, but there's there's cool no shared leave. My friends. Oh, Jesus! If only this would work. If I did it with my friends. That's the entire. <laughs> that is the core flaw of this game. If only yeah. my friends could park their ships on my freighter and use it as a spawn point. If only my friends could jump on my freighter with me. If only my friends could have their freighter in the same system at the same time. If only loot was shareable uh, in this game. If only we could share progress and actually like play the game together instead of because like right. that's, I think that's the key. Shareable loot together. You play the game at the same time as somebody else in the same space, but you're not actually playing the game together. It's more, it, incur it unfortunately seems to foster an atmosphere of competition when you're playing co-op, which is yeah. kind of, it's, that doesn't make sense in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if you go pick up a blueprint or a piece of loot, then your friend can't do that. If you go learn an alien word, then your friend can't learn that. If you go and accomplish something and get experience off of it and complete a quest, your friend has nothing to do with that, and they need to go somewhere else if they were on the same quest as you. So yeah, that's... I just like, I like how it's like, hey, I picked up this blueprint. Can I look at it? No. <laughs> hey, I want to be a word. No, I'm not going to fucking tell you this new word that I learned. That is an undue amount of stress upon myself to tell you a word. That is so, our yeah. word. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of God, uh, Microsoft has has apparently put out Flight Simulator on 10 DVDs. That's cool. But why? I mean, <laughs> people do enjoy having physical copies of games. I understand that myself, but... Um, I... Well, it is around 90 gigs in size, so... Yeah, it's, guess... it's the whole planet, isn't it? It hasn't Microsoft... Uh, isn't Microsoft Flight Simulator basically just a simulator of the entire planet Earth, and you can fly from airport to airport in real time? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So, yes. yeah, 90 gigs? I'd say that's actually... Well, that's that's not terrible. I guess Garmin maps are usually between 10 and 20 gigs for one country, though. So, yeah, no, 90 gigs is... That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, plus you get a whole a bunch of different planes, too. I mean, they're all commercial planes, but... Why didn't they still. release it on two Blu-rays? No. Probably because more people <laughs> um, DVD drives in their no, pieces Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's the other thing. How many people... I just We just watched Henry Cavill build a PC. I didn't notice him installing an optical drive. So how many people really uh, still have optical drives at this point? Not many. But, okay, not many, but... Think of the type of person who would buy, who would want to get Microsoft Flight Simulator, and there's yeah. probably a significant Venn diagram overlap between that group and the group who still uses uh, physical drives. Yeah, no, that's a good point. The the type of person that would want a physical copy of a game is the type of person who would have an optical drive. So yeah, I, I retract that. Well, I, I mean, we're saying the type of people who would be going nuts for this are probably old. 
and <laughs> have computers and technology. And well, I mean, I would love it if games came, you know, in physical content without a day one patch. It would make my life so much easier, and I would buy games physically. Unfortunately, that's not the world we live in. So there is I one. Deal with it. There is one guy who has made Microsoft Flight Simulator very popular as of late, and he has his YouTube channel. Everybody should go check out Air Horse Pride 69. Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's a great guy. Uh, former Air Force, I believe, but he's a, a pilot enthusiast. He makes very entertaining uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator jokes. Yeah, I've seen his uh, videos. He's, he's definitely not former Air Force. Uh, <laughs> he, I think, just recently finally actually got his actual pilot's license. He's just a... Uh, like a college kid who's like, or well, now older than that, but he's just a kid who makes funny videos. Uh, so yeah, one, once again, that YouTube name is uh, Hair Force Died Fifty Five. Yep, and uh, if only I was ever able to have as much fun in Microsoft Flight Simulator as it looked. But Doc and I tried, but we couldn't get that shit to work. We did, yeah. Multiplayer is very difficult because, well, it's not very difficult. It's just more difficult than I was willing to put any effort into because you have to start up your own server or join a, a public server, and people tend to take that game very seriously. Also, it's not it's a kind of, game. It's kind of <laughs> difficult to get it booted up in Steam, at least. Yes. Yeah. Well, there are. It it, it attracts the type of crowd who say it's not a game; it's a simulator. It's a game. Yeah, well, it's... A it has slow game. mode, it's a um, game. <laughs> it is a game. Um, it is actually a very good simulator, though. Um, I will say, I don't think I would ever even attempt to play it with a mouse and keyboard or a regular controller. Like, you would have to have a full-on Hoyt disc with fucking pedals to even attempt no. that shit. Nah, I'd do sword and board all the way. <laughs> You are a glutton for punishment. Um, <laughs> why you didn't play Anthem? I really am. I did. I played the beta. Yeah, uh, I finally actually beat the game. Yep. Um, I'm did still at the about, level 30. I have not played the game. Did it in about two hours, didn't you? Uh, no, I took my time. Did all the made a lot of the side quests and stuff. Um, it, it final boss mission was meh. Uh, but the reason it's back in the podcast is, uh, there's some more talk about it. They did release some images, um, I thought was kind of cool. We might be getting pirates in Anthem. Um, and they're, the, whatever you call them are pretty good, the sketches of them. Uh, some may, new melee weapons. <clears throat> You know, this isn't stuff that's guaranteed to come in, but they're, you know, they're starting to post pictures and stuff of things they're working on. Um, a Scar Strider, which looks creepy and interesting, and I'm not really sure the point of it in the game would be, but it would look interesting in the game. Um, and then obviously some, they remastered some of the stuff that's already in the game. Um, but apparently there's a new blog coming to tell us more about Anthem 2.0 or Anthem Next or whatever it's going to be called. Um, so hopefully we get to hear more than that in a couple of weeks. See, now, Doc, uh, the, the review you did for Anno, people shouldn't complain about that. What they should complain about is the fact that I guarantee you that EA is going to charge for this bullshit. For yeah, for an update. And this is an update. <laughs> for, yeah. for Anthem. Yes. Uh, I don't think they will. I oh. honestly the more I'm following this, I have a feeling it's gonna be a free update. They're gonna go the no man's sky route and release it as a free update and try and pass it off as goodwill to the players. Um and what reality it should have just been what the game should have been in the first place. But, um, yeah. So, in other words, EA fix your shit. Yeah, they're going to fix it and then, you know, say, hey, look, here's this free update. We did it just for yeah. you guys. 
in that direction, I think, yeah, that would be really, that would be a nice thing for them to do. Again, I don't think that Anthem is a terrible game. I just, I can't understand why they can't make Endgame better. You know, I didn't hate the story. Like, the, the you know, the the actual story of Anthem, I didn't mind. Like, I actually got intrigued, like, the whole yeah. Anthem, you know, the backstory. Like, up until the final boss fight, um, the game was pretty intriguing. The boss... Uh, I remember everybody ripping on the antagonist in Dying Light Crane because he was completely forgettable. Okay, that was the villain from Anthem. Yep. Like, I I don't remember. Like, he was a giant bullet sponge pain in the fucking dick. And that's all I remember about him. Like, he was completely worthless. The rest of the lore was fucking amazing. And I loved it. I love the world. I love the living worlds. <clears throat> the lore was good. That abomination you want to call the final boss was just shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, there there were some of the NPCs that were that were more thought out in the way that they interacted with your um with your character. Oh, the stupid and, fuck that was your cipher that turned out to be the bad guy was way better written than the fucking boss Owen yep so yeah just going over this article it it looks like there is a significant amount of content that's coming in Anthem 2.0 and it looks like some of it might actually be entertaining they do talk about tweaking some gameplay mechanics as well and they're, they're adding a lot of stuff so if this is a free update then great I'm happy that they're still working on this and they haven't just dropped it because I don't think this is an inherently bad game. I think that it was overhyped at release. We've said this a billion times. And if they can just like you know fix fix Endgame, give us give people some stuff to do in Endgame. And if that this address uh, or this update addresses that, good. So much the better. Or I mean, I think might not even be the lack of Endgame in Anthem. I if I remember right, it was the lack of good loot. Well, in, yeah, in that, that was the problem. Yeah, there was one of the many problems in Endgame was, yeah, really good loot was very difficult to find at first, and then uh, they changed it a little bit, or then they changed it incorrectly. I don't know, I had stopped paying attention to people who were playing the game at that point, because people who were playing the game at that point had stopped paying attention to the game at that point. Yeah, I mean, I picked it up on sale, just kind of played through the story. Um, again, Loki liked it because it was Iron Man. Um and like I said, I enjoyed the lore and the story, um, but I beat the game, and I don't think I've been back. Um, and there's until nothing, gets nothing there to hook you. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing really. I mean, I could run around in the free, the open world, and get to. I think. I think you actually have to get to level thirty, and I'm only like, I beat the game, and I'm only like level twenty. So I still have to gain another ten more levels before I can even technically get um, end game shit. And, you know, it would have been better had they just... I think the best thing in the world they could have done is increase the amount of experience that you get from the storyline quests. Yes. That way, like, are, that, that way, when you end your questing, you are level 30. And it's the way that... I mean, I hate to give Bungie props, but... I mean, the Division does the same thing, man. Like, by yeah. the time you finish the fucking story, like, you were at Endgame. Like, and Destiny, The Division, uh, I, Diablo 3, I'm sure it was the same way. Like, and they, that is just the way it should be. And for whatever reason, I mean, I tried taking every side quest I could in Anthem, and I still could not make it to 30. Like, I mean, I'm sure I didn't do any of the open world shit, really. I think I did one or two of the public open world things. Um, but still, that shouldn't make that much of a difference in that type of a game. I mean, I will just say, uh, regarding Blizzard, uh, don't give them too much credit, because Diablo 3, you finished the storyline, you were nowhere close to endgame. Yeah, oh, really? Diablo... Diablo... Oh, God, no, Diablo 3 endgame comes after hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of hours of grinding. And, I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, it, they, it's the same thing with Warcraft because you play for you sink fifty plus hours into a character, getting them to max level, and then 
after you get to max level, you have to then get your gear up so that you can raid and participate in the in-game content. But it's nothing like Anthem where you didn't even get that. I mean, well, you, you were 20 when it ended. Right. Well, and back to what Gobi is saying and also what Omega brought up is that, yeah, uh, Division took its cues from Diablo 3 very heavily. I'm not sure how, how closely the second game is followed to it, but in Division, you used to get this gear, and this gear used to have some stats on it, like three stats, and then they introduced uh, better gear, gear sets, like Diablo has, and then they introduced more stats on that gear, and then they introduced re-rolling stats on gear. So, to what Omega said, yeah, you finish the game, fine. 500 to 1500 hours later, you have ground out the gear pieces that you need, the set pieces that you need, but each one of those pieces of gear have five, six, seven stats on them. Uh, gem slots count as a stat. So you are, you're looking not only for the gear that you need, you're looking for the stats that you need. You get to reroll one stat. If it's uh, ancient legendary or something, uh, you get to reroll two stats. Um, or, or if, oh, no, it was, um, what's the top tier? What's the best thing that can drop? The... Classified in the division. Uh, yeah. in, in Diablo, it's ancient. It's just ancient. No, but there was there were ancient gear that could drop, and then there was like the blood ancient that dropped with max stats across everything. Oh, oh, what the fuck was that called? Yeah, I can't even remember what that was called. Primal, Primal Ancients. Good callback. Uh, so, yeah. Not only are you looking for this gear that you want, Primal Ancients are like 1 in 10 legendaries. Legendaries are 1 in 100 drops. Uh, drops are like 1 in... Yeah, they're they're fairly common, but you mostly just get blue and gold gear. Unless you're playing on highly, higher tier difficulties and then you have a, a chance to get legendary and set gear. So yeah, that's Diablo's shtick. Is you're looking for this gear in the first place, and then you're looking for all these different stats in the second place. And then you can get to grinding like really high-end and end game content and division tried that too to keep some longevity but they i don't think that they were able to do it to the same excuse me extent that diablo was capable of doing it blizzard is the master of grind yeah <clears throat> full stop yep that sounds about right they are the master of grinds Yep, yep. So yeah, Anthem 2.0 coming out May. Now a game that none of us really give a shit about. Oh, um, after the May, but, right, sorry. <clears throat> um, but it, the first game in the series <clears throat> got some critical attention and whatnot. Um, and obviously it's a long legacy of series. Um, Breath of the Wild 2 obviously is being made. Uh, Breath of the Wild, you know, was a big game. Um, I found an interesting article, and why don't they just give Link a gun already? I was going to ask, are they giving Link a potato gun? No, well, apparently they have in the past. Okay, not 100% true. Um, Well, yeah, the sea shooter or whatever. Yeah, I have... I have been a, a Zelda nerd since way back, and I've actually, pl- with my sister, we've kind of split it 50, 50, well, 75, 25, because she has more time on her hands than I do. Um, that in Breath of the Wild, a, a, or not Breath of the Wild, but what was it, Hyrule Warriors. They did have a female, a female version of Link, Linkle, that did have dual crossbows that acted as a mid, short to mid range automatic weapon, essentially. And the seed shooter, like you said, back in what was it, Oracle of Ages? Uh, yeah. And then they had the the, De- the the Deku Scrubs that you would transform into in Majora's Mask had the ability to shoot shoot seeds. But beyond that, they've never given Link any type of actual firearm, and Nintendo never will. Um, 
granted, they give him the bow and they will likely give crossbows, but they will never actually give him a proper quote unquote gun. Nintendo has already said that they are that they do not have any interest in doing that. They've said that in the past. Yeah, apparently, I mean, I didn't, I haven't played Breath of the Wild. Uh, they added, they gave him remotely activated bombs and apparently a motorcycle as well in the last game. Yeah, he's so... got a magic iPad and a motorcycle in the game's extension uh, expansion pass. So I mean, him having some sort of we'll call it a firearm. Um, I could see not be you know being in the cards for him. Um, obviously, if Nintendo says no, that sucks. But uh, you know, I do agree that it wouldn't be a gun in the traditional sense. But fucking give Link an AR-15. I well, I, with all the cyber, the all the machinery that they've given him in the you know last couple of like, they ought to be able to come up with something <clears throat> cool with their imagination forces that they have and all that wonderful yeah, people there or or alternately just put out a rambo expansion pack where he's got an m60 and a bandana you could do that i just you know that's not for everybody some people you know like cool looking guns like you know the gun from halo or something <laughs> give link the assault rifle from halo that would actually be pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> now, if we're gonna go full bore, we might as well just give him the, the what is it, the chain gun from uh, Gears of War. Mm. <laughs> nah, I, yeah, nah. Well, no, maybe the digger. I could see the digger from Gears of War three. I could definitely see that in the whole like Link universe. That would make way more sense. Give him the Archiplasmore <laughs> from Warframe. There are a couple of weapons from Warframe that could probably go into his arsenal and wouldn't be so far-fetched. Like, the one, um, what is it, the, the stupid, like, crazy crossbow-like gun? Uh, the crossbow-like gun. Ah, uh, yeah, I can't think of what uh, the, the fuck it is. Uh, the Zuge is the secondary. There's the, uh... Ballista. Oh, the oh the uh, Mutalist Quanta or the Quanta. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to look it up. There's a shit. To, yeah, there's there's a lot of weaponry in Warframe. Holy shit. No, I know he doesn't. I, 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 I can do. I, I can I see the last time he logged in. Yeah. When when was that? Uh, I can. I'll hop onto Warframe later. Else, I'm gonna hazard a guess and say that it wasn't quite a hundred days ago. No, it's probably about ninety. Actually, I, I might be wrong. It might be 107 get, days ago. I get a yeah. Uh, so we're having some throwback games, huh? Hellbound apparently comes out. It's a 90s inspired hardcore shooter. Doom or Quake? Sound familiar? Apparently, it was on Kickstarter. That could be fun. You... That might be fun. There was a lot. There were a lot of shooters. Ni the '90s were a glorious era for first-person shooter games. And then yeah. I think a lot of people got burned out. And then uh, Counter-Strike came along, and that became the new king. Yeah, it, the graphics definitely look good. I mean, it does feel like old-school Doom from the video. Like it definitely, which is. Not a bad thing. I I loved Doom and Quake back in the day, so. <laughs> I mean, Quake. Uh, Quake was a crazy series. Oh, Quake 2 with the grappling hook mod. They're all... That's one game that I love. They're so disjointed. First of all, Quake was only called Quake. The game was only named Quake because it was the only word that they could copyright. And then they fucked up the copyright. And uh, so the, all the games that came out after it were very loosely based on Quake. So there's really no continuity in any of the expansions. But still, fun time. That was a good time. Quake 3 Arena was just basically Quake's version of Unreal Tournament. Because... Yep. 
Same same developer, wasn't it? Maybe. I don't even know. I just remember they have like Team Arena and yeah, stuff. Uh, I don't, in my I don't 3D remember. It was great. It was glorious. A lot of fun. Rocky Launcher was amazing. <laughs> wasn't it as was good great. as the one. Yes, much better than Quake. But... Because of the, uh, the remote-controlled nuke missile. Uh, yes, and the Strange Love mod, just over the top, even better. <laughs> I mean, it takes, um, from the movie Armageddon, you know, who doesn't want to, you know, feel the power between their legs? I mean... Armageddon? Isn't that from... Uh... I thought that was... Wow. Is that the Armageddon? Crazy oh, guy no, it was, it was Armageddon. I just yeah, wanted to feel no. the power between my legs. The Strange Love mod lets that, you ride the nuclear weapon. Oh, the that's not Armageddon. Yeah. Love, right? that, yeah, yeah, that's Armageddon. From, Armageddon is referencing the movie Doctor Strange Love. Yeah, well, okay. First of all, it's, it is called Doctor Strange Love, but it's also how called How. Yeah, How I Learned to Stop Being Afraid of and Learn to Love the Bomb. Uh, but yeah, the the Armageddon one that I remember, yeah, he he is on top. Steve Buscemi is riding the nuclear weapon on the moon, and you have whoever that guy is, who's just completely deadpan face saying, "Get off the nuclear weapon now." Yeah. Uh, God, what is? God, what was his fucking name? It was a captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I know the actor. The actor's been in a billion different things, and he's always been great. All right, I'll go look him up. Anyway, um, yeah, if you haven't tried the Strange Love mod, go for it. Um, spe- speaking of mod, uh, a while back, we talked about the Crisis Enhanced mod and how it irritated me that it was behind a paywall. Uh, so they decided to put out a version that is now free. You can now go down and download the Crisis Enhanced version for free. However, it only comes with upgraded vanilla textures, and the team still has their 4K and 8K textures locked behind a paywall. So the uh, actor's, real quick, the actor's name is William Fitchner, and uh, people may remember him more popularly as the gentleman at the beginning of Dark Knight who runs the mob bank, the guy who comes out with the shotgun and gets a thing of tear gas shoved in his mouth as the bus rides out. Oh, and he's actually, okay, I know who you're talking about now, and he's actually in the TV show Mom, which is a fucking hilarious TV show. He is, yes, 2016 to 2020. He's in 66 episodes. Yeah, he played a cripple. Yep. Cool. Yeah. No, he's he's a uh, he's a he's a good actor in my opinion. He's been in a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, he was also one of the rich guys in Elysium back in 2013. Got that dumbass little tattoo under his eye. Uh, uh, he was in Ultraviolet, which is... <laughs> Wait, what did he play in Ultraviolet? Uh, he played Garth in Ultraviolet. Ultraviolet, for anyone, I just want to make sure this is the right right movie. Yes, it's a vampire one. Yes, okay, Ultraviolet, uh, fantastic movie, if you like Milo Jovovich. Uh, if you actually like watching serious movies, though, it's god-awful. Because this was some sort of experiment where... The whole movie was filmed on a green screen, and everything was just built around it after they shot the actors. So, the, it's just, it's disorienting to watch now. Cause you're just like Jesus Christ, that's very obviously terrible special effects. Uh, yeah, the whole movie again, not a great movie. Um, unless you just like to watch her do a bunch of fighting and killing, then it's a great movie. Yeah. Mila Jovovich kills a lot of people in this movie and rides a motorcycle and has a sword and looks fantastic. So it's got that going for it. it, I I forget what color her tight leather suit is in this particular movie. Purplish. Is it purple? (laughs) Actually, it was was purple and that played into the whole violet portion of the title. Um, clever. She, like, I thought there was a she had. Okay, I thought she, there was a white one too. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a white outfit too. Yeah, she uh, on the cover. She's wearing it on the cover of the movie. Okay. Yeah. Look, it's it's a bad one. movie. We should just walk. We we should move on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, so, curse crisis. Yeah, we'll talk about that quick. Um, the remaster's coming. Apparently, it's been delayed for everything but the Switch. It's still coming out in a few days on the Switch. It does look impressive on the Switch. That doesn't say much. Um, and, of course, then you have this mod, which apparently looks just as good as the Crisis Remaster. But it'll cost you almost as much as a Crisis Remaster. I would personally wait for the Crisis Remaster, but that's my personal opinion. Or if you want to do this, you can go and download every one of these mods that the guy's using here. Uh, Rigel's Texture Mod, the HD Grass Mod, and the Maximum Immersion Textures all separately and do them yourself. And it's not really that hard. Um, Also, Witcher 3 is softcore porn. Pretty sure that should have been what it was rated. It kind of is. I mean, the opening sequence is Yennefer fucking naked. Wait, that's not the opening. Well, that's not episode one. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm thinking about the TV show, and I'm like, I mean, there was plenty of nudity in the TV show, too. But, yeah, it is. You're right. Yeah, the, the beginning of the game, it's, like, him in the bath and then her naked. I was like, did I accidentally hit the Witcher porn instead of the Witcher game? Nope. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a round table, so... Oh, wait. Who's this? There's one more. Logic signs an exclusive streaming deal with Twitch. Who's Logic? The famous, really well-known rapper who just retired from rapping and is uh, now becoming a full-time streamer. Does uh, does Leetness know who Logic is? Maybe. That makes one of us. I feel badly. We yeah. had uh, virtual Leetness here with us tonight, but we haven't really been paying attention to him. How you doing, so, Leetness? Yeah, I would put my penis in it. Well then, you know what? You know why? Why not? Why don't we talk about that? So, what's going on with this whole fucking uh, Doctor Disrespect bullshit? Three weeks and still nobody's heard anything. Like. How has anybody kept this good of a secret in He's, the industry? Uh, he came out and made some sort of statement um, that he apparently said, he's going to be challenging it legally. Yeah, the reason that it's being kept uh, under wraps, as far as anyone can tell, the reason it's being kept under wraps as uh, well as it has been is because there are legal aspects to it and it might be going to court. So obviously his people aren't going to talk about it. He's not going to talk about it. Twitch is not going to talk about it. And I assume the people who said that they knew something about it but couldn't, didn't want to say because it was so sensitive were either lying, uh, thought that they knew but didn't actually know, or caught on to the fact that if they spoke up, they would be threatened with litigation. So that's why. Dr. Disrespect did come out with a statement uh, this past week and said that he would be appearing, uh, possibly, he's considering an exclusivity deal with another streaming platform, uh, or he might actually just come out and make his own, and uh, he will be, he may be challenging Twitch in court, as Omega said. That's that's as much as anybody knows, but yeah, I, I I'm not sure we'll ever 100% know uh, what happened, but hopefully there will be some some talk about it once the lawsuits died down. It is pretty damned amazing that it has been kept this locked down, though. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah, people must be, if people actually do, or think that they do know what's going on, then they must actually be legitimately smart enough or scared enough to know that they'll face uh, litigation if they talk, so, must be kind of serious. Yeah, definitely interesting to see how this plays out. But, yeah, he got himself a whole lot of attention for a minute there. Yep, he did. We'll see That's if it uh, translates into money for him. I mean, that fucking exclusivity deal that he signed with Twitch—that was a multi-million-dollar deal. Like, I heard I... it's like thirty million. Yeah, he well, he we never got an absolute figure, but he said it was a life-changing amount of money. Which I mean, that's that's a lot. Well, wasn't that just like a month before they fired him or banned him? Uh, it was March, so a couple months went by. 
but not any significant amount of time by any stretch. No, not at all. I mean, what, 90 days max? Yeah. That's pretty crazy. There could have been something written in that contract, too, that says, like, you know, we have the option to cancel for 90 days or some shit without ever having to pay you. And that might be, I don't know, that could be part of it. But why would they drop him in the first place? See, it just, it's a cyclical, it's cyclical questioning. It just feeds in on itself and it makes people go crazy on the internet and it drives me nuts. Yes, we're all going nuts, going bonkers. All right. Snozberries. Yep. The snozberries smell like snozberries. I'm just picturing like Gobi licking the wallpaper. The window. <laughs> Either or. Lord, make sure you wear uh. your helmet while you're doing that, please. We don't need you injured again. Also, injured. it's totally... Oh, let's, it's... Not, let's not even go into that, dude. Um, <laughs> I decided to try and rip off my finger with a pressure washer. Um, I then got my hand, um, literally smashed in between a ladder, um, and then I pulled a muscle in my back, saving a 40-foot ladder from going through a house. You're getting old, Gilby. You're getting old. <laughs> I know, right? Ah, I guess I'll just have to suck it up, Buttercup, and work a little harder next week. Hey, that, oh, wait. Just, just go on and have a full-blown midlife crisis. Too yeah. late. Oh. What's that? What's he's, a crisis? He's already went out and bought the motorcycle, and and. Okay, that doesn't qualify since I've owned one since I was like fifteen. No, Leetness <laughs> knows what a what a midlife crisis is. I would put my penis in it. Exactly. Yeah, he, yeah. he buys a forty thousand dollar pool. That's a midlife crisis. Or just goes. I think that was to please his wife. I think the uh, <laughs> the beard is the actual midlife crisis. It could be. Either that or the, the relentless binge drinking that we know he, he engages in. I project our vomited over state lines. <laughs> over state lines, that's impressive. Ah, oh, good stuff. Yep. Alright. Um, fuck it. We're out of here for the night. I'm gonna go get some gaming in. So, uh, thank y'all for joining us, and uh, thank y'all for listening. Peace. Bane's penis. Bane's penis. Oh. Yeah.